0: this is a founding media podcast this podcast episode is brought to you by our friends traverse legal they were super helpful as we started founding media and the podcast network Traverse Legal has been changing the way law is practiced since its own founding in 2004, with a focus on utilizing technology to better deliver IP and business law services to founders, startups, and emerging growth companies. Traverse Legal's latest offering, Traverse GC, provides a monthly fixed-fee, fractional general counsel offering to companies. Learn more by visiting TraverseLegal.com. Welcome to the Positive Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bancroft. On this podcast, we talk about how influencers got to where they are today and have them share helpful tips and stories in a positive way. This week, we're sitting down with Shruti Parker. She's a lifestyle blogger at The Honest Truth, who is deeply connected to her faith. She loves keeping things positive and sharing her passion with her followers. Here's my conversation with Shruti. Much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to start out and kind of talk about how you first got into blogging because I stalked you and I went way back oh, into yeah? your into your blog and your first post, mm-hmm. um, being at the airport, moving to London. Mm-hmm. So how did you get to that point where you were ready to? I'm going to do a blog.
1: Yeah. Really, it was pretty organic. You know, we had a wonderful 10 hour flight to get all the way to London. And I can't really watch TV on flights because I get really bored and my ears hurt. And so I was like, okay, what can I do um, that's productive, but fun at the same time and sort of went down the path of why don't I start a blog? And uh, I didn't really think much of it. You know, I was just like, I bought an internet pass on my flight, and I was like, let's go on WordPress and just start this, you know? Um, So really, it was organic. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That was kind of how mine started. Yeah, Just wanting to keep up with friends and family when I was leaving for Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, So where did you get the idea for the name, The Honest
1: Truth? Well, I came up with that name because I love puns. Like, I love puns. Thank I love man. dad humor, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so when I was thinking my name, Shruthy, not exactly, you know, the most easy name, I was thinking, OK, what kind of goes with Shruth? And Shruth sounds like truth. And so I was like, why don't I just, you know, have an authentic presence living abroad? I don't really have anyone to impress. I just want to write my best thoughts. Um, so I thought the honest truth. Love it. Yeah, that's kind of what I did with mine, Chell, mm-hmm. when Yeah, that's so. why we're friends. We are. We have
0: like <laughs> the same story. Um, so I felt like when I moved to Sydney, you know, having the, not a pressure of the blog, but wanting to share that mm. it helped me kind of, you know, explore the city more. Did you find that in London? You know, how was your experience moving to a whole new country and having the blog and Instagram?
1: Well, actually, I think the reason why I loved it so much is because I felt no pressure Um, I moved over there with a consulting job and my start date kept getting moved probably three or four times. And so, you know, I thought to myself, okay, I'm in this amazing city. I haven't been called into work yet. Why don't I just volunteer and write and just make the most of this time? Um, we were only there for one year and we knew that for sure. And so it was kind of a gift to be able to just explore and write and volunteer and meet people, um, Also, through volunteering, I met four other London bloggers, and they were really, really important to me getting my feet wet and meeting people. So, yeah, honestly, I didn't really feel much pressure there.
0: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome.
1: So how did you, like,
0: start, you know, know how to set up the blog, know how to get yourself out there, roll your followers, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing?
1: So my background is actually in price optimization software. Yeah, really sexy stuff. Um, and I like, I built my blog for our company from the ground up. It was really dense content, but it helped me so much with everything from SEO to keywords to alt tags to, you know, posting at the right times, things like that. Um, and so kind of coming in from a marketing background, that really helped me start my own blog. Also, because I wasn't getting called into work, I was really worried about this gap on my resume. And I thought, why don't I start a brand from the ground up and use that as a portfolio so that when I move back, I can show, you know, like, this is what I can do um, for you. But then I ended up just doing it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out. Yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome. So what would you say is, you know, if someone's just starting out, they want to start their blog, what mm-hmm. should they learn first? Is it SEO? Is it you know, how to set up the blog, social media, that kind of thing? Yeah.
1: Well, if someone is just starting their blog, my number one advice is first figure out if what you're putting out there is like, okay. If somebody is just starting out their blog, I would say, make sure that the content you're producing has purpose. Um, because if you just want to write to write, then, you know, Keep a private blog and do that. But if you're writing about travel and food and fashion, things that other people can be inspired about, that's when the followers will come. Um, I think a lot of people try to be someone else, and that inauthenticity ends up resulting in a lack of readership. So having your own voice and then the technical stuff, I'd say, you know, WordPress is a great place to start. Research on YouTube about SEO and keywords. Um, You know, you can. I go to Fry's Electronics quite often to see, like, what's the newest photography equipment, Mm -hmm. things like that. You just have to be keen to research, and you have to be keen to make this passion project something more. Yeah.
0: So on the topic of um, authentic content, you write a lot about, you know, your marriage and religion and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you, you know, do you ever get people's opinions, like, haters kind of coming on? And, like, how do you deal with that? People trying to, you know... You post a lot about love and all of that, and do people, you know, try and intersect themselves in that? How do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, so I would say that um, I don't know how else to f- express it besides like there's this like fuzzy feeling um, whenever I write something, and I just know that this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many times when I try to force it and. I don't end up sharing that content or if I do, I feel really like, oh, I I should have just been patient. And so when it comes to things like my faith or my marriage or friendships, because my love posts aren't just about marriage. They're also about like friendships and Mm -hmm. love for yourself. I don't really care what other people think. And 99% of people have been positive in response. Every now and then I'll get the 1% who try to like warp what I say. And, you know, I always respond to them and I always say like, that's not my intention Didn't make you mean to make you feel that way. And you would be surprised how many of these people totally flip as soon as you respond to them and you just come from this place of kindness. They're like, oh yeah, I I see your point. I'm sorry. And I would rather, I would rather take the effort to make that conversation happen than just be like, delete. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've definitely had like one or two trolls that were awful. And I did a reverse IP lookup and did all of that creepy (laughs) stuff to be like, who are you? (laughs) Um, But they're not the ones that keep me writing.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So um, what was your like first success? Like what did you what happened and you were like, yeah, I'm doing this? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. I guess from a written perspective, uh, I don't know. I want to keep this light, but I guess truly, like my real success was like when I became a Christian, my parents kicked me out of my house. But I wrote a blog post um, on Easter and what that actually means in mm-hmm. and, and a cultural perspective and just like a relational perspective. And that w- they read that blog post. And, um, you know, that meant a lot to me to be yeah. like, you may not listen to my words, but you'll listen to my like written words. Yeah. And also, honestly, from the fun perspective, the first time I signed a campaign, yeah. I was like, woohoo, like this is happening. Here we go. <laughs> um, but obviously the financial doesn't. Um, even come close to what, like the, the great gratitude I feel with people reading my content. Yeah. 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 So how did you, so you're full time.
0: Mm -hmm. So how did you, at what point were you like, okay, I can go, like I can go full
1: time. Like I can sustain myself. Yeah. Um, I went full time when I felt like financially I was making Mm -hmm. enough, um, like not, not nowhere, not anywhere near my marketing position right but in a place where I was like the time that I'm pouring into this is so worth it yeah. and you know I always thought to myself these years would be spent brainstorming these years would be spent chasing campaigns and these years would be spent building um and right now I just feel like I'm in the phase of building and also discerning which campaigns to accept because I don't want to just Like, I don't want to accept a lingerie campaign or like a skinny lollipop campaign. Like, that's not me. I'm not (laughs) going to tell women, you know, like, eat this lollipop and you'll get skinny. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's just, you have to figure out like, is the hustle worth like a pay cut and, yeah, really pouring yourself into it. I also brought on an intern right now and she is amazing. She, um, Works full time for someone else, but she still wanted to have this creative side in her, and so she makes time to work with me, and awesome. she's just amazing. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's super cool. Um, so what's been like one of your favorite collabs?
1: Hmm, I'd probably say one of my favorite collabs was with um, Napa Vintners, they manage multiple wineries in Napa, and they asked me, They're like, if we send you a couple of cases of wine and, um, you know, money to throw a party, would that be of interest to you? And at that point, my husband and I had just bought a house. Oh, yeah. This party. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was there. the one you were at. <laughs> um, you did have a lot of good wine. Yes, that was definitely not the wine that I would normally choose because, you know, I'm just like, oh, like, whatever, wine is wine. But no, I've been like really on this wine kick lately. And so I felt like it was perfect timing. We threw a housewarming party that was so fun for us. And that was something, you know, that it's organic. It, again, it comes back to that where the campaign that I accepted was something that actually was going on in my life. Like I did right. want to throw a party and I love wine now and I'm always like reading bottles and stuff. So that was that was such a fun campaign. Yeah, that was a fun party. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, So
0: what's been like, have you ever had a bad experience with a brand? Like, you know, I've had one where like I had a hotel comp and the hotel mm. ended up not being anything. Like, was advertised. Kind of how do you deal with that situation? Because you don't want to, you know, say, oh, it's great when it's not.
1: Yeah. So, definitely have had situations where I haven't felt as protected as the brand has. And kind of actually going through a process right now of writing a contract on my end to send to them to protect myself, my interests, and my content, Mm -hmm. which, you know, when you start off, you're like, oh, this is so great. Like, I'll do this, I'll do that. You're so eager and excited. And you should still be eager and excited. But really, like you're producing content and that's valuable content. You're spending hours, you know, with photography, videography, editing, networking, things like that for the specific event or brand or product. And so um, I have a friend who is a lawyer and I was like, please help me, (laughs) help me write a contract. (laughs) And so he's taking care of me, which I feel like is me taking care of me. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because sometimes I'm intimidated when a brand sends over a contract and it's like,
1: what am I signing away right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, more specifically, I had a brand that kind of went against the way that they were going to pay me. And uh, then the way that they were like, sorry, we only pay this way is a way that I have to pay fees to receive that payment. Mm. And I said to them in the very beginning, like, I don't accept this payment. Right. But now it's like a moot point because they had slid that into their contract. And like, it was, like, a 20-page contract, and I was like, oh, you know, like, this brand is for me, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But the reality is the brand is for them. Um, so that kind of stuff, you know, you just have to be careful. Yeah,
0: it's definitely hard. So how do you kind of stay authentic with brands? So, you know, I've had where, obviously, I'm promoting something I only like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, genuine, like, I went and bought a hybrid coffee. I, like, mm-hmm. put a video taking it out of the thing. And I had a couple people be like, there's no way you actually bought that one. In fact, I did. Really?
1: Yeah. High brew coffee. High brew. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of them. I'm a big fan. Um, Actually, like used to give that to my Uber passengers when I was an Uber driver for yeah, a hot second. Yeah, that airport loop, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, But yeah, the way that I stay authentic to brands, I kind of have it in four levels. So I have the brands that I would jump for joy for. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, absolutely. Totally doing this. The ones that I like, um, but may not be the most familiar with, the ones that are sort of, like I did a campaign with Big Lots, yeah. which I grew up like going to Big Lots. And so there was like a fondness there, but it's yeah. not necessarily somewhere I shop all the time. And then the fourth one of just like, no, yeah, you know. Um, and I find that the ones that I'm just like, no, are the ones that pay really well.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm finding that.
1: <laughs> um, but people really do when they follow you and like you don't even realize you have this influence. They really are paying attention. Yeah. And I don't want to take them the wrong way and be like, again, like the lingerie thing. Like that's just not me. And um I know a lot of my following who are like faith-based, they'd be like, that's kind of weird that you're posting that kind of stuff. You know? And I'm like, yeah, well that's not even me. So I'm not going to do that. Or like the lollipops thing or things like that. So (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So kind of what where do you see the honest truth going in the next year, like five years? So the passion behind the Honest Truth is written content. Mm-hmm. I would love to write a book, um, yes. but I don't have like a thorough idea that's fleshed out. Um, but actually something kind of exciting that's like happening right now mm-hmm. is that I was inspired to be more outward focused instead of inward. And so my team and I are hosting a charity event in Austin ah. um, in December. And we just got the confirmation like, all green light what that phrase the, the go, yeah, the, go light. <laughs> uh, the go light um today and yes. yeah thank you thanks so much yeah it's so exciting I am beyond pumped and it's just sort of a way to be for the city and get people in Austin pumped for like the giving season um but that's kind of where I see it I see it like getting into people's lives in a way of more than just like an Instagram post I, I want to be somebody where they're like, inspired to be better or to do good or pay it forward, yeah. be positive, things like that. Um, yeah. And I kind of feel like on, in the Instagram world, you can very quickly make it about just you yeah. and find your value in it, your worth in it, everything to a certain extent you do. But um, I don't know. I kind of hit a wall a month ago where I was like, this is not like me. This isn't feeding me. Yeah. And so this idea has come on, um, come into my life and we've been fleshing it out. And it's It's wild how many people in Austin are like, yes,
0: we want to be a part of this. That's awesome. So yeah, that's where we're going. Very cool. How do you kind of like keep the ideas fresh? Because you write, and that's something I struggle with, writing blog posts especially, but you write so much. How do you keep coming up with content and ideas and like stay fresh, not get writer's block?
1: I definitely get writer's block. Um, But what I do is I always take one day off in the week because you know... Mm -hmm. People are like, oh well, don't you take the weekend off? And I'm like, um, no, most
0: right. my work, <laughs> <I> think so. <laughs> um,
1: but I always take one day off. It's not a consistent day. Like this mm-hmm. week, I'm taking Friday off. Um, but that it's a day where I try not to get on any type of electronical media, yeah. um, and it's something that you just have to rest. You have to take care of yourself, and that's yeah. when you know you feel like when you're rested and you're taking care of yourself. That's when you feel like you can produce your best content, and so that is one of the ways that i do it definitely taking rest but also you know i'm an active person i love going on walks mm-hmm. things like that i love bouncing ideas off of other entrepreneurs in austin there are so many of us here yeah. that it's just inspiring to you know grab happy hour coffee and be like what are you working on you know here's where i'm at i kind of want to be here how can i get there and we help each other yeah um, i definitely think there's enough of the pie to go around And so I found that there are many other people who think that way and we're able to take each other to the next level. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes I feel like
0: sometimes bloggers are like, oh, she's my competition, Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) Which is part of what I want this podcast to kind of break down Mm -hmm. is to be able to be, you know, helpful to other people and it not be, it's not a competition. We can all help each other and that kind of thing. So on that point, like what would be your best advice for someone starting new,
1: for like Instagram, social media, anything? Um, I would say something that helped me tremendously is networking and being Mm -hmm. intentional about that. So creating a list of influencers and bloggers or also just people in business that you want to reach out to, taking them out for a meal or a drink and you know, getting there early, you know, sending them an email follow up, like, thank you so much for spending time with me, just like you would in any other job. Yeah. Um, I don't think that just because you're in a social media world, like writing a comment, equates with actually one-on-one time with someone. Right. Um, and so for me, I had a list of like Austin awesome bloggers when I moved back, and I was like, okay, like you, 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 like let's do this. And it was surprising because I thought people were one way online, mm-hmm. and then when I met them. A lot of them surprised me um, in good ways and bad ways. Yeah. So, um, but then the people that surprise me in good ways, they're the people that if they need anything from me, I'm like, yes, like I will do that for you. I will post that for you. Yeah. Things like that. No questions asked. Yeah.
0: I think the networking was something like when I started my blog, like I didn't even think of, you know, and I I think I missed that opportunity in Sydney. Like you said, you had some bloggers in London Mm -hmm. that helped you out.
1: Um, So I think that's a really good tip for anyone starting out. Yeah. And um, I mean, also just to be realistic, like I've now, I've kind of went through this thing of like, oh, I'm going to get coffee with a new blogger once a week. And, mm-hmm. you know, three months later I was like, I'm so tired of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but sort of like setting your own limits. So for yeah. me, it's like once or twice a month, I will like do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the times it's filling. It's a very filling conversation yeah. to like help somebody achieve the things they want to.
0: Yeah. That's what I found with any, I'm a, I am think any of the bloggers that I've met with in Austin and kind of, there are some of my closest friends. When I came back from Sid, Sydney, it was a bit of a hard transition. And that's who my closest friends now is other bloggers. Um, So that I really appreciated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I guess for like last question, mm-hmm. what would be your dream
1: camp, like collab, mm. dream
0: company to work with if you could? Okay.
1: <laughs> this is so easy for me. <laughs> So I don't know exactly what this would look like, but I would love to be like Harry Potter world's number oh one ambassador. You do love <laughs> like, Harry Potter so oh much. Gosh. Like everything related to them, like any movie, any like theme park, anything. If I was just like their, like the headmaster of their <laughs> ambassadors, that would be my dream. I almost wanted to get married there. That was a hard no for my husband. Hank but said no? No, he was like, mm, no. Mm. And so... <laughs> You know that's something that is like, you know, growing up as a kid that read those books and watched those movies, things like that. I love it so deeply that I would, I really should be a pantomimster. <laughs> <pastor. laughs> like, I really, should. you really do love it. Yeah, I do. Much. That would be great. Um, yeah, and then also I'm a huge, huge tennis fan. Mm-hmm. So if I was able to do something like passport to the grand champions or something. So it's like, you know, the Australian Open and French and the U.S. and Wimbledon and kind of bring the millennial perspective into that. I mean, I should honestly be pitching this. I don't know why I'm not. So (laughs)
0: now Wimbledon or
1: tennis. I don't know. The (laughs) U.S. Yeah. (laughs) Tennis
0: people. Take Mm -hmm. Mm know. Yeah. But awesome. Yeah. So where can people follow you? Just so we wrap this up. Sure.
1: Want people to be able to follow your blog and your Instagram. Sure. So you can follow me at Instagram.com slash the honest truth or on my website, which is the Awesome.
0: Yes.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming today. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Thank you again. Truthy for sharing your journey with us on the show. If you want to see what Truthy is up to, make sure to click the link in our show notes. The Positive Influence podcast team includes me, Chelsea Bancroft, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you everyone at Founding Media for your support. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode, and maybe leave us a review on iTunes to help other folks find the show. Thanks for listening.